Yeah, nah, mate. Yeah, 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 nah. yeah, There's, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of yeah, nah in this one, yeah, I reckon. Nah, <laughs> 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 hey. Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film podcast. Join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim. With me in the booth today is Brad and Jules. How are we? Good. Bon Jovi. Woo. Obviously, Al, I didn't call Al, so he's not here. He's, not he's here. lost in the circuits of time somewhere, but hopefully he'll be back for the next episode. So, yeah, booth um, malfunction, I think. I do have, I do have a little, he has watched the movie, so I have, I do have a little something from him. So. A little spiel. A little spiel, yeah. A little spiel. All right, cool. Uh, Jules, you're the man in, in charge today. Oh, yeah. And he, he has a book worth of notes. As I, well. I don't think... I don't, <laughs> is this the first movie you've taken notes on? I don't think I've ever seen you pull notes out before. No, it's just because it's in a book. No, I actually take... I, I Most of the time I either take notes on my phone or on an A4 piece of paper. Yeah, yeah legit. I'm just very sneaky about you it. You are man. a bit, yeah. I never, I've never, i never noticed you looking at notes or anything. Well, so. We are. We have changed the booth around a bit. It's because we're it's weird. so close to each other <laughs> it's now. It's so weird. Yeah. And going to the note-taking on the, uh, the complete opposite end of that where my job is to take notes I and never you, do. And you still refuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Slang, you're taking us through Circuits of Time back to 2013, yep. I think it is, yep. uh, to watch the apocalyptic film, strain film. Post-apocalyptic? No, pre-apocalyptic. Pre-adjust. Well, actually, is it pre? Because it's going on. It's going on in other places, and it has happened in other yeah, places of the world. Because I was thinking, I'm, like on my previous comments of this whole dystopian future thing, and you know, yeah. blah blah blah. And I thought about this, and I was like, no, this is, yeah, this is pre. I would just say pre- this is apocalyptic. It's yeah, I suppose because it's sort of they yeah, are yeah. we're in the thick of it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This but, is like literally society breaking down because. Mm. <laughs> the inevitable's happened, you know. Well, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get yeah. into that. So the movie is these final hours. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna crack on to that today. Um, at the San Dimas School of Film, we like to acknowledge and pay tribute to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, uh, the general custodians on of the land that we are recording on. Let's booth the jewels. Hmm. Gentlemen. We're history. Um, well, two thousand thirteen. I have such a bad memory I've no idea whether we've even been here before, but to find out really, I think it's time to delve into History with Brad. History with Brad. History with me. History, History with Brad. <laughs> no, I love feel. it when someone's not <laughs> nice here and you feel. have to do it. I love yeah. it. Just, I knew it was coming. I just can't talk about myself in the third person. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, you know, I think we have been to 13 before, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm really not the person to ask. Yeah. yeah um, kind of all right. Uh, nice short one, this one. Hour 27, yeah. 87 minutes. It yeah. was, you know what? It was perfect, I think, for this film. Mm. Didn't need him any longer. Mm. Didn't really need him any shorter. It was a good, just bang, mm. action packed. Yeah. Um, in 2.35 to 1. Ooh, it's my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, also known as, in France, it was known as Final Hours. In Canada, it was known as Le Dernier Heures. Uh, which is the final hours in French. Um, and in Brazil, it was uh, as horas finais. Did you just say that the French went with the English 
and the Canadians Canadian. went with the French. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? I mm. still find it completely bizarre that there's just a whole French community in Canada. Isn't it weird? It's yeah. just weird. I don't well, know. Well, the thing is, especially in, like in the French part of Canada, it would, it's actually against the law to have it in the English. Yeah, yeah. It right. has to be in the French. What? Or does it have to be first? Yeah, they have language police. Like, I'm oh not kidding. God. They have language police. Does it just police. have to be first or just has well, to be Well, it has to be first and usually they just do it in the French bit. Yeah, and right. just goes, yeah, wow. yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, things that happened in 2013. Uh, Lance Armstrong admitted to being a cheat. Uh, President Obama was elected for the second time. Uh, how, how interesting is this? In Russia, a powerful <laughs> meteor hits Russia and injures 1,500 people and thousands uh, of buildings. Was that the one really? that was caught on camera? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, yeah, so how like you know apt for this film. She's 13. Um, yeah, we oh, also had the Boston Marathon bombings. Um, oh, there was the sarin gas attacks in Syria. Um, marriage equality in France. Well done, France. Um, a garment factory in Bangladesh collapsed, killing 1,127 people. Holy of shit. Of which the people that worked there the day before said, eh, not sure about this building, and they went, shut the fuck up, get back to work. Shit, um, wow. And the next day it collapsed. And there was like 3,000 people injured or something. So garment factory, weird. don't know what brand. Might have had a swoosh. <coughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Oscars were... They really gave that building the tick of approval. They did, they did, yes. I apologise. Oscars was... uh, Lincoln won the Oscars, Daniel Day-Lewis for Lincoln and Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Linings Playbook, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is pretty good. You seen Lincoln? I haven't seen... Oh... No, it's pretty. Yeah, slow. I think I have. I've seen about half. It's pretty slow. Although, yeah, yeah. actually, I have. Yes, and I think um, it was widely criticised for a lot of. Uh, and a lot of mistakes in it, like just stupid stuff. Like he was we- like Lincoln was wearing a watch at one stage. That you just know, yeah, just yeah. like stuff lack like that. of attention to detail, which is stuff. weird for a Daniel Day Lewis film. But hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the much. one where he's like a vampire slayer? And- no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, has anyone ever seen that? My I brother, my brother. Apparently, loved it's good. It. Yeah, Apparently, he, it's awesome. He raved on about it. I think it was that movie, but he was just like, "What is that? No, Ab- man, it's freaking awesome." Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. That's a- Apparently, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it is. I've never seen it, yeah, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Don't know if I'll go Someone might want to choose it, and we'll have a look. Anyway, so, this think, film. Sounds like you need to reset the stupid, mate. <laughs> no, 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 I've got something else for that. So another Aussie, another Aussie film that we're doing. Yeah, it's good um, to have Aussie films. Yeah, Zach Hilditch directed this. I don't know. I haven't seen any of his films. You, yeah. you, you want to watch Rattlesnake, which is his newest one. Yes. So he, he also did one called, uh, what was it, 1922, yeah. which was a straight, I think it was a straight to Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just, you know, it was up late, two o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to watch another movie. Uh, and I come across this 1922, and it is just this creepy ass movie it is just it's like I think I think something that this guy does really well and I actually think we were watching movies last night Timmy and I think I described that rattlesnake movie as a mm. dread movie yeah not really a horror I actually said dread and then I think back I realized today he did 1922 and that is a dread movie and then I would describe these final hours as a dread movie I'm like they're not horror they're not scary they're just they just give you that horrible feeling. It's of just a sinking feeling the whole just time. Just hopelessness. Yeah. And, you know? and like, they touch on that a lot in this. Yeah, and especially like with this movie, like you, you know, you, you, you're thrown into it very early on. You, you know what's going on. Hmm. Well, actually, this was something, because I watched this uh, with someone else and I kind of had to explain to them what was happening. Did you guys prick up, pick up pretty quickly on what was actually going on? 
Well, was yeah, it clear? because they I picked up straight away what was happening because you saw the meteors or whatever meteor, it was, that it, whatever yep. it was that hit the mm. earth, and they showed it like a news footage thing. So I'm yeah. like, okay, all right, mm. okay, so it was fairly clear. Yep, okay, yep. good. Well, Plus, I read the blurb on the back of the Blu-ray that you gave me to watch this. Oh yeah, right. So that that kind of helped too. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I have to admit, I, I am a very proud owner. I, I love that I own this on Blu-ray. This is a Obviously, I like this movie. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. I loved um, it also that in the in the bits that lead up to before you get on the film, there's the previews and there's the whole bit of the thank you for not stealing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah, 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 no problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the cute little Australian sporting Australian film. Like, yeah. I love it. You still it. didn't pay for it. Be like, yeah, no problems. <laughs> but I didn't steal it. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I borrowed <laughs> it and I've yeah. given it back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the fact that this what's his name Zach uh, Hilditch, Hilditch yeah. Um, you know, yeah, he did this 1922 movie, which was yeah, a real dread movie. But I very much enjoyed it. I don't know if I would highly recommend it to other people, but I very much enjoyed it. So I, I am actually really excited to see this um, this rattlesnake movie because um, it it looks really good. But. And the uh, one of the first things noticing is the radio voice is the hungry thirsty guy for the yeah. I was going to say it's, <laughs> it's, it's, ice it's Echo. It is. It's, yeah, it's Echo. Echo. That's uh, it. Echo. Yeah. And uh, and Keefy George from uh, yeah. from Chopper and. Yeah, you know, right. Keefy's caused himself a mischief. Do you know what? I've, I've watched this movie a lot. I've watched it a number of times and I've never been able to figure out who it was. And me being, I don't know, maybe I'm ultra lazy or something. I've never bothered to IMDB it. And I'm just sitting there going, I know that voice. I'm like, who is that guy? You know? Maybe that's why every time I hear that radio, I get It's a bit, like the same tone as the Dare Ice Coffee ads. Like, yeah. you know, have you ever been so hungry and thirsty or <laughs> hungry thirsty or whatever? Yeah, I thought that was, really, that was a really good sort of side commentary that was done really well in this but um yeah it's interesting because it's like you know it's similar to um the brother in two hands a little bit like it's a little yeah, bit of a narration yeah, yeah. so yeah. to speak of what's going yeah. on but holds them holds everything together it just nicely. keeps you updated on where things are at mm. in the story like because because the pacing you're not too sure about the pacing as such it kind of it it paces it for you i guess yeah. by giving you the hours the countdown where it's hit where's gone where hasn't gone yeah. and it's sort of like you don't understand what's going on but then by the end of it when, because the first thing that comes along and he says, you know, like Canada's gone, America's gone, Central America's gone, yeah. all of Eastern Europe's gone. Yeah. And you're like, what do you mean gone? Yeah. yeah it's kind of like. And then he, then he starts talking about, later on, he starts talking about his brother that was in Thailand. Thailand's gone. And oh, and then, so then, he, and then he comes on again, you, you can hear the rumble. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, there must be like a massive fireball coming. And then. Obviously. Yeah. He's, with, um, this is a little bit logical, but with the fact that, because it looks like the world's imploding from the inside. Maybe I, I don't really know. Well, the, there were fireballs coming from below. It so like. Rose, who's the kid, she says that her dad told her that the the Earth is going to peel like an orange. So essentially, the 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 surface surface of the Earth is is peeling up like an orange, right? Yeah. So obviously, this fireball is hit now. Like, <clears throat> I did read something interesting. Uh, I think it was on IMDb. They're talking about how the the comet or asteroid. I think it, is it an asteroid. I think it's a comet. Whatever. I think an asteroid is made of ice and who cares? Um, <laughs> so it hits in the North Pacific or sun, North Atlantic. North Atlantic. Uh, which is pretty much like a polar opposite to Perth. So Perth is like pretty much mm. like the last place that's affected. Mm. Um, but, oh shit, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, so the dad the dad of the of Rose says that the earth is going to peel like an so, orange. So, so the upper crust I, is peeling off, yeah, revealing this, the, the, and it's, it's spewing out all the yeah, magma. Yeah, with this fireball that's just kind of like, making its way around the planet. I guess this is like, you know, what you would refer, like this is a similar kind of thing that kind of wiped out the dinosaur. Because the thing is, what I, the, my, one of my first thoughts was, okay, if it's 
if it's happened and it's been happening for a number of hours, mm. what has that done to the climate of the rest of the world? <laughs> it looks like it looks, it looks fucking You know what? Hot. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that that's... But it's Perth, man. Like, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's already hot. Yeah, yeah, like... They mentioned that a few times. It's like, yeah, yeah it, it's literally like two hands. Like, you look at it and you're like, okay, it's just the middle of summer. Yeah. Um, I think that's one thing Australian films do really well. Make it look just, stinking hot. They just make they? it look freaking just hot. Just gross. Oh, God. Just um, sweat. And everyone's wearing jeans. Like, yeah. why would you wear jeans in that weather? Because they're from Birth, they're used to it. Ew. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Oh, look at that. It's 40 degrees. It's cool one today. It's like yeah. people from Queensland that, you know, put a jumper on at 28. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. shit's cold, man. It was like when Al lived in Darwin, every time he came down here, he'd be all rugged up. And the rest of us would be like, dude, take a jumper off. <laughs> I remember we went to the water park on like a 32 degree day. <laughs> hey, he was freezing. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, mate? How are you cold? It's well, because like- I, I also remember when we went to uh, the Gold coast for my 30th to oh, went wild yeah. and Al couldn't make it but I ended up saying to him afterwards I'm like dude you would have died of cold it yeah. was, you would have frozen <laughs> like it was good for us but it was only 36 yeah, yeah well no it was like high <laughs> 20s it was just yeah, yeah. it was at Al's um, good time. to have a movie set in Perth too I think it's a it's a bit of a forgotten city when it yeah. comes to a lot of things in Australia so good to actually have it set in Perth I thought that was it, it's funny because cool. they don't really show you any of the city like no, the Perth no. the city is oh, really there's a sort of like a little bit of a distant shot where there's buildings on fire yeah, and stuff but that's yeah, it not a whole lot yeah that's sort of um, yeah. And the one thing I was going to say, I'm a big fan of Nathan Phillips, so the, the main guy in this, the mm. actor. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen uh, Wolf Creek, oh, yeah. yeah, fuck that movie's just oh. hard. It's, that that messed me up that film, but he's really yeah. good in that. I thought he he was he was quite good. He plays that. Oh, would you say hopeless hero? Um, yeah. Because he's kind of like that same thing in Wolf Creek, where he's he's completely out of his league, but it's he's just doing the best he can. But such yeah. he, it's such a weird character because. In a sense, he's a hero, but he's also like he's also abandoned this mm. this woman to go back to his girlfriend. Like, so he's already, he's a bit of he's a dirtbag to start he's with. He's a mm. total dirtbag. His mum sort of touches on that too. It's like, yeah, I've said goodbye to you many times. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> this is like for me, this movie is, and I've heard this been described in a, a couple other reviews I watched a while back. It's a redemption film. Um, he's he's not really going out of his way to do something good to like make himself feel good or anything like that but he's he's kind of just he's this guy who's been so self-centered the whole time he's always just focused on himself it's always that for him and all of a sudden he's thrown into this situation because he didn't ask for it he even says it to his to his uh, his actual girlfriend um he's like i didn't ask for this and then you know he he really discovers something about himself and and you know takes him on this journey of of self-redemption in a way you know like he he puts himself All out of it. All too late, though. All too late. That's exactly right. You know, like it's it's. You mm. know, if if, mm. if he could have had a, a profound, life changing experience before the apocalypse, then mm. yeah, maybe his life would have gone in a different direction. But the um the other great film that he's been in is that he is the cargo in Snakes on a Plane. Is he? Yeah, he he's, is he's the, the kid. That, he's the kid that is uh, being shipped to as the witness. Oh. He's the motocross guy. I haven't seen Snakes on a Plane. You haven't which, seen which Snakes on a Plane. I think is a bit of a crime, to be that honest. It is. It is. Yeah. It's I a mean, crime against his podcast. It's a bit you weird. haven't seen they, Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. <laughs> they actually made a sequel of that called Snakes on a Train. I swear to God. No. It's just, actually a movie. Like we, I yeah, I know. But we huh. won't do that. It's like Titanic 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Titanic 2. Highlander 2, Titanic 2. Yeah. Doesn't exist. So I think, like, going into this movie, you know, very quickly you're thrown into just this chaos. You know, like, yes, you've got a lot of people saying goodbye, but then, like, you know, I, I think this movie is a really, I don't know, I don't want to say it's an accurate depiction 
of humanity at you know in in this hopeless time but i kind of feel like this is a good i think it's where think, a lot a lot of people wouldn't know how to handle this yeah I, there's I a lot of weird and you see a lot of people taking different directions so there's the thing that stood out to me was that there was some guy hung himself off a streetlight. Yeah, you know, that, and that was, was really, really impressive weird. because that ladder was way shorter. Uh, than you that. know, I was about to say <laughs> that. Other than <laughs> oh where, from where the ladder was and where he was, it just oh. wasn't possible unless I'm he had like, help. I'm like, I don't know how he did that. Like, <laughs> impressive. And just the whole thing, like you know, some people just went out and just you know went on. Oh, let's take you know, always wanted to kill someone. I'll just go out and do it. It was a really weird scene with like a kid just lying on the side of a road. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was think, like, I oh. think that set the scene really quickly because that's within the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's driving his very nice. I think it's an XC Falcon. Let's pretend it is. It's an early Falcon. It's an early Falcon. Um, he's driving along, and then yeah, nice car too. Column oh, shift, nice, beautiful car. <laughs> Easy guys. Calm <laughs> <laughs> down. I haven't even gotten into the Ford A. Oh yet. no! Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's your wheelhouse. <laughs> that's right. it, mate. Yeah. There's a few but, things I got about that. But yeah, like I mean, obviously, you know, we, we, you know, you have the scene where the the dude gets hacked to death by the machete by this other guy who's yeah, clearly that, insane. That was random. That's super brutal. But it, but I found it that little flash of that that kid lying on the road you're like wow this movie this movie's not holding back at mm. all and like for the simple fact that you know the only reason that um what's his name James meets Rose is because these two just horrible you know pedophile rapists of of kidnapped this girl like they're like you know like this this movie is just i kind of feel like as horrible as it is that it's really showing the true light of humanity. I, I found mm. the whole point of her being kidnapped by them. If her dad was such a loving person, how did that happen? How? Yeah, I actually was kind of curious. Where was about he? That. And why did he just go to the auntie's place and not be still out there looking for her and trying to get her back? And yeah. I was a bit like that. And because how the, long? Leave how, the car and because it can't happen that long ago. You think? Yeah. Like, I suppose uh, you know, like the well, yeah, it can't be that long. Maybe what a couple of hours. I, I don't know. I'd That's where, for that. me, though, that the movie took a massive turn just after that. So I thought it was going to end up being like a um, Zombieland oh, sort yeah. of type thing. Yeah. So there was that. And, we, and it, I think they purposely did that. So the, he goes in there, he's got the hammer, and he's, he's going to go rescue this girl. And I thought it was just going to end up being, you know, like a this ultra-violent him just going around smashing people that were for no particular reason trying yeah. to kill him yeah. thing. And then literally after that scene, it took a completely different turn and it really became about a them just trying to get to their place yeah. with yeah. other things that got in the way versus, you know, crazy 200 kilo rapists that are trying to kill oh, him with fuck. a light stand. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And and it was, yeah, because it was at that point where I'm going, oh, it's just going to be one of these films. And I yeah. went, oh, I was, and I was really glad at the end that it, it didn't, it wasn't one of those films. Yeah, yeah And yeah. it really touched on a whole heap of, you know, what would you do if you were in this situation? Mm. Like when he goes to his sister's place and, oh, oh man, that's so scary. haunting that. And it's it? like, and he's looking around and he can't find them and then he sees the three crosses in the backyard oh. so, and then they've topped themselves in the shower and, but then even to the point where they, <laughs> the cop takes his family to the station and he can't do it, yeah, you know, and he's that, just like, you know, can you do it for me? And I'm yeah. like, I think both, like, both no of those scenes are so brutal. Like, yeah. especially like the family where he finds his sister and her husband in the shower and he's, yeah, he's kind of like, you know, he's obviously upset, but yeah, he's got that. But you can tell perplexed. he's seen that scene so many times already. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Like he's almost desensitized to it a bit by that. But scene. he also yeah. knows that like, it's, oh, I was talk, trying to talk to my wife about it today and it's like, what would you do? What would you do? You know, yeah. would you just sit there and just be burned or would you actually, you know, want to 
give them a burial or something. It's like, I don't know, you know, hopefully, you know, we never which, end up in these mm. Which I think is, is why the, the library scene with the cop is so important, you know, like, because I suppose initially, I think, I'm trying to think back to the first time I watched it when I, when I saw the family, obviously the, the husband and wife in the shower and obviously the kids in the backyard and you're just like, Jesus Christ, like that, mm. that really hits you hard. But then you're like, you know, in six hours it, time, you're all going to be dead anyway. Yeah. Mm. Like what was the point? Why go through that torture yeah. yourself? But then it's the then, unknown of what it's going to be like. Like, well, look, think, can this be quick now? Yeah. As opposed to if there's to any suffering. James, yeah. To what James was saying, he's like, you know, that's the reason he wants to go to this party. He's like, I just want to get fucked up. I just, I, I don't I want to want feel to be, anything. I don't want to feel anything. So you kind of get these hints that whatever's going to happen. But the plan was really though, gonna that he, they'd built that bunker. So the whole mm. point of the bunker was that they were going to be able to live through it. So he mm. wasn't going there to not feel anything. Or did Actually, it, he, he, he didn't, knew I, that the he didn't, was I, I don't think he knew about the bunker. He was told about the bunker when nah, he got to the bunker. because he turns party. up and the, the crazy guy that, Freddy. that, that you oh, said that yesterday guy. looks yeah. like me with a mohawk. <laughs> well, well, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's only... I have to say, it's, oh, it's that's only... that's a burn. <laughs> I love Freddy. Though. I love that guy. It's because of your mustache, because you're doing Movember at the moment. You've got the greatest... <laughs> that's no excuse. Oh, that's not his guy. Oh, I saw oh, him with a mohawk. I'm, going, I'm sitting on the couch last night going, oh, thanks, Jules. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, do, you own, do you own any leopard skin budgie smugglers or underwear? Look, I might, but I don't own a big shiny gun like that. there you go. Um, <laughs> or a stupidly <laughs> massive house. I, 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 that's that was actually one thing that kind of, um, kind of had me a bit perplexed. Is like, yeah, I think he did know about the bunker. He did know about it because he turns up there and the other guy goes, "It's done, mate. It's, it's done. beautiful. It's finished. Yeah, uh, okay." <laughs> because I was thinking when, um, uh, who's what's his girlfriend's name? Uh, Vicky. Vicky, Hang that's on. it, Vicky. Yeah. As in the Blue Bathers one? Or yes, Blue Bathers. Oh, Blue Bathers girlfriend. So um, she's I bet she's good feral though. I, I, I was really commending their, their acting on it. She oh, plays, she she plays that well. feral girl really well. She was fucked up too. Yeah, like, yeah. She, yeah. But taken, I thought she was really believable. a lot of shit. Yeah. She was really believable. It's just um, that just low self-esteem. Just, yeah. Because she, she was showing it to him. I felt like she was showing it to him like it was a surprise. Like, hey, check what we did. But yeah. maybe I maybe I missed that that first little bit, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like it. Kind of just seems like they're just under the garage. Yeah, you know, they've built it in a garage. They've gone down about six feet. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure that you'd be fucked. Well, Even that's what he says. He it says, says it's bas- yeah, he's, he's basically yeah. a, like you'll boil alive down yeah, here. So like it's like a coffin, you know. So yeah, but that oh, that I hate that. I suppose that's the point. That's probably what makes her a really good actress. Is that I just can't stand her. Like mm-hmm. I just she's so horrible. I'm sure she's a lovely like her, the actress name is is Catherine Beck. I don't think she's I'm not really that familiar with anything that she's been in, but um, I think she plays that role really well. Uh, yeah, she, I don't like her. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought she was really believable as just that skanky, <laughs> horrible yeah, girlfriend. So, but I love Freddie, the character Freddie, because he's off his chops I as hated well. Him. Like, I yeah, hated the, him. The very I think first the point time, was that you were meant to hate him. Yeah. Though. So you know. the, well, the, see, the very first time I watched this movie, I was on the I was in the same boat as you guys. I was like, oh, this guy is the worst. But then I was just like, now nah, I'm on board with this guy. I like this guy. He's great. He's like, he's just he's just throwing this party. Everyone's having a great yeah, time. See, he's is, the facilitator. This is the yeah. second time I've seen this. Oh, is it? Yeah, and he came up. I'm like, oh, I forgot about this guy. <laughs> oh, nah, I love him. What I think a he's, douche. Oh, just think he's waving his bloody guns around. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think I'd be friends with this guy <laughs> in real life. I don't think I'd, I'd be friends. But I tell you, they One, have, he you never know, though. He might yeah. be. He might be like totally. He might have been like a straight, not straight arrow, but like a straighter arrow. 
before well, all this started happening and he's just yeah. flown off the... I kind of had, I kind of wanted to question you guys on this. I'm like, what do you reckon he does? Because he lives in a really nice house. You don't know that's his house, though. Like, I'm, I'm going to assume it is because... Yeah, no, I think it is. Because Oh, no, no, it would yeah, have but, to be because they built the bunker in it. Oh, yeah, just yeah. remember, it's Perth in 2013 and there's a shitload of mining money running around. That is true. A lot of people in Perth live in houses that are, would be considered mansions here. Yeah. It's just kind of, depending on where you live in Perth, there's a that's lot a, that's a of point, big that's expensive true. Yeah, houses Yeah, so maybe he's, in the, he's involved in the mines somehow. I kind of had a feeling, considering the dude's got a Desert Eagle handgun, which is like old. Is it 2.0? Can you feel your balls shrinking? (laughs) And the fact that he says replica (laughs) on the side of your gun. (laughs) When mine says Desert Eagle. Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) 0.50. I kind of suspected that, considering the weapons he's got and obviously the hookups he's got, I think this guy is probably a drug dealer or something. And considering how many people are on drugs at that time. Plus, where are you going to find pieces like that? Like, that's... Like... Yeah, I it don't know. Perth. There's it's a lot Perth. of things. There's a lot of things that go on over there that we don't know about yeah, over here in the, in the classier states. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. sorry, the more civilized. States. Hi to our West Australian listeners. Yeah, hi West. Yeah. If there are any. Love so, your town. Great, nice weather. You'll get this. You'll get this episode three hours late, but that's <laughs> <laughs> maybe ten years. Yeah. Um, well, it depends on daylight saving. What were you gonna say there, Brad? I don't know. I was just taking um, shit on Perth. I, I, I want to ask you guys. Okay, so boom. You know, we're listening to, uh, what's his name out? David Field on the radio. He's just told us about his Dare Ice Coffee ad. And now he's telling us <laughs> that in the North Atlantic. That, that someone's stolen his car. <laughs> someone's stolen his car. Echo's car. Um, we got 12 hours left. What would you guys do? Now, Brad, you are a family man, so I'm assuming you'd take your family to the library and no, no, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You would spend your time with, your, with the family, right? Yep. Like. Probably. Jimmy and I, obviously, you know, I don't know. What, what would you do? I don't know. You've never thought about it? I haven't. What? Really? Yeah. Wow, you might be the first person I've ever met. Well, no, not like... You've got 12 hours to live. What do you do? Got 12 hours to live. 12 hours until everything is gone. Until everything is gone. So essentially... So it's not as if you're leaving anything behind either. Yeah. yeah. So like it's, it's basically what this is happening, and this is very. Uh, this is depicted in the movie really well, is that there are no consequences to anything. Mm. Everything is now irrelevant. So regardless of what you do, as horrible as it might be, in 12 hours, it's not going to matter anyway. Uh, mm. Yeah. Let that one let that yeah. one sit with you for a second. <laughs> so what would you do then, Jules? You know what? I'd, I'd, as much, I'd probably go to my brother's and see him, but I don't know. I reckon you, I'd... That's, I reckon a, that's I'd, a big drive. Like you're, that's, that's, like, that's like four hours out of your 12. Uh, I reckon... Just in the car. But the thing is, but funnily enough, is I was actually about to say, I'd probably enjoy being on my own <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the car, driving at reckless speeds. Like I'm talking just, you know, because I'm a, like I said to you yesterday, I'm an avid road safety guy. So all of a sudden, all of those road rules are gone. I would get in my car and I would drive like a madman. The other thing is like... 12 hours. I would do what I love. Like how long would you last too? Like... Uh, Driving are, like a madman. No, 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 just in general. Because there there would be a lot of people who would just want to go out and cause chaos. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, we, we see these people, you know, like... Um, mm-hmm. uh, look, I think once I'd get out into the country and just 
enjoy myself. Like I said, I you know, like I love driving. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. And I especially love driving fast. And at the moment I'm often restricted to the racetrack. But if I had the opportunity just to drive like a nutbag on the roads, oh, I would love it. I'd probably get bored after about an hour. Because the thing is, like, you know, there's all this stuff about, like, well, people would be like, oh, yeah, you know, I could kill a guy or I could, you know, steal some shit or whatever. Mm. But for what? I'd just be like... Yeah, what's the point of stealing You know, shit? the more people you're around, are probably the higher the probability that you'll get killed. So I figured... Look, you, not that it matters, but I know... In all honesty... Uh, I'd probably be at the party in the orgy pit. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I'd be at the party in the orgy pit. I'd be, I'd drive for a few hours and then I'd probably fuck my brain. So that out. means you're, that means you're friends with Mohawk Brad. Yeah. <laughs> you and me, Brad, orgy hey. pit. <laughs> Come to my party. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> uh, now, because you touched on it, we need to, we need to talk about this Falcon. The taxi. The AU Falcon. One, yeah. why is an AU Falcon still being used as a taxi in Perth, it's Perth in 2013? Mate. It's Perth. Well, they made the... What are they? They stopped making AUs 98, 2002. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. So if it's a taxi, by then it's got 16 million Ks on it. I actually owned an AU X taxi. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, it, was the, it was the greatest <laughs> car I've ever owned. How many Ks did it go up to? Oh, I think, I think the transmission started to go. It was still running when I got rid of it, but I think the transmission was starting to go... Uh, it's not, it's not that about, wagon sitting on your dad's front lawn. No, 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 no. That, he was the inspiration for the taxi. <laughs> I bought a Corvette instead of buying an everyday road car, so I bought a cab. Um, uh, 880,000 kilometers, I think. This time around the clock. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mild man's um, cab, his original one, he had a 95. He got a 980,000, and then the air head gasket went. Yeah, throw away. <sighs> so okay, the thing I had a problem with the taxi, one, why are they still using a, you know, a car built in 2000 and 2013 as a taxi in Perth? Yeah. And two... Taxis don't run on petrol. They run on gas. gas. You can't put petrol in a taxi. <laughs> yeah, my Bum actually, my AU was straight gas. Straight gas. Taxis, Didn't even taxis have were built tank. out of the factory straight gas. They yeah. don't take petrol. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. How so funny. the only t- only reason you would have put petrol in that thing is to pour it over the top of it and set it on fire. <laughs> which <laughs> no is way. which is highly respectable. Well, it did not. blow up. <laughs> but the funny thing is, when it blew up at the end, I went LPG. I said to myself, I'm like, nah, that's a Ford AU. That, that motor is indestructible. Nah, it did it blow a head gasket, which was up. a problem with them. It did blow oh, a head gasket. Oh, yeah, I suppose that's a good point. It almost put a cylinder through the bottom <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So, Mohawk, Mohawk Brad's jocks are camo. I forgot. Oh, they're camo. They're not. They're full uh, camo. Right. It doesn't look anything like Brad. I'm have you got any camo jobs? I don't have camo ones. That's Leopard skin, shame. yes. Camo, no. You need to go that next Halloween. You need to go as that guy. <laughs> That's pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> Me walking around in underwear is a scary sight. Go on, going back to that party, right? So going back to that party, there's that Cara, the lady, I, her name, the character name is just Mandy's mum. Oh, yeah. The crazy lady, She's like right? deranged mm. and yeah. Mm. you got to wonder what happened to her daughter. Oh, like well, that's the scary thing is there's yeah. so much of this movie, there's this little... Backstory, this little untold backstory, mm. like like the library scene. You know what's going to happen, but they leave. You don't hear any gunshots. You don't, but you know. I thought it was good that you didn't hear the gunshots. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that's adds to the dread. You know, like because I wonder who, I wonder who she knows from that party because the security was pretty decent. Like you had to, was it? Yeah, because remember you had to radio. To oh, get in. I thought you meant there were security guards. I'm like, fuck that. Working on the last twelve yeah. hours of your life. <laughs> I must say though, wage, that yeah. considering how much noise was going inside of that party, those metal gates were insane. Like oh, sound the, the metal sound barrier that they kept out <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. you could not hear that party in that street at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if good I good engineering. I, I actually, as someone who works in the entertainment industry, I did find it funny that there was a constant stream of uh, confetti coming down. And I'm like, does that mean that someone is there 
operating the confetti cannons because those, like, you know, even when, when Rose is on the drugs, there's still confetti coming down, right? And you have to have an operator <laughs> filling the machine with confetti in order to have mm. the constant stream of confetti going. That means someone is sitting there spending their last 12 hours making sure the confetti machine's filled and still operating. That was their thing that they wanted to do. They was, I want to go out operating the confetti machine. So how, how long has the end of the world been happening for by the time this starts? 12 hours? No, no, 12 minutes. Nah. Yeah, yeah, so he, he says... Oh, he does, he said... Yeah, they knew it was happening. It hadn't. The impact hadn't happened. And he comes on, he says it happened 12 minutes ago. I think it's 12 minutes, yeah, he, yeah, says, yeah, he, he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, because I noticed the people at the party were super chill with death already. Like, like when Mandy's mum got shot in the head, oh, yeah. like people barely flinched. They looked around and went, oh, yeah, well, yeah cool. Oh. Anyway. Well, they'd also been watching, you know, dudes were on stage playing Russian roulette. Russian roulette, yeah. But I just I just feel like there's, it seems unlikely that there's there's so few people still mentally not being able to hack. Like, surely there'd be a larger percentage of people who just can't hack it. Well, I suppose if you're at that party, you're on drugs. This this kind of why I think that Freddie's a drug dealer is because... I'm going to assume that everyone at that party is off chops. Mm. And if you've ever done drugs, and I'm not saying I have, wink, um, <laughs> you, you have a very... Hypothetically. You can have a very... Hypothetically, you can have a very carefree attitude. Now, I'm not going to say that I would have a carefree attitude to, to people getting killed, but if you're on drugs and you... Uh, but drugs can also do the opposite, though, can't they? Yeah, like, but you can get super paranoid. Everyone's there knowing it's the end of days and it's the last time they're going to be there to have fun. Yeah. So I know, I but it's, that's still a lot for your brain to That is very compute. True, um, so, funny story, right? So, the, the, the Russian roulette scene... The guy that's super brave and the guy that he goes first and he's like, yeah, I'll win it. He, that guy's really brave, right? His real name is Troy Coward. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I'm like, man, that guy's really brave to go into a Russian roulette contest. <sighs> Yet I find the irony of the fact that his name is Troy Coward in real life. I fucking love Next that. up, Mr. Coward. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really sort of that whole just... Aussie bogan scene in that we've got the you know the Aussie flags behind mm. when they're doing the Russian roulette and it's oh uh, it's ultra bogan yeah, I was I actually very happy that I didn't see a whole heap of uh, Southern Cross tattoos on people like I don't <laughs> think it's anything worse than wait, such is life tattoos on, such is life their stomachs. <laughs> oh, yeah 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 sorry um, yeah I suppose like it's it's it, it's really depends going back to what you were saying to me about um, you know people's the nonchalant um, attitudes that people have towards death I suppose. I just think you, it's too quick. You're going to surround yourself with people. Yeah, I suppose I think you're right in saying that people were a little bit relaxed about it. Mm. Um, but mm. you're also going to surround yourself with people that, uh, or you're going to surround yourself. You're going to put yourself into an environment that you're comfortable with. If you if you know the world's coming to an end and you just want to get fucked up at a party and you don't give a shit if you see people get shot, then mm. you know there are definitely people out there that just have a very would you would you attitude. wait until the the flames came until the fireball came I probably would just I, in case I'd I'd probably chill just out just in case on the beach you know, eventually I'd get to the beach you know similar to what, all, it's got to be does. that tiny little bit of doubt doesn't it mm-hmm. well tiny like even if it's minuscule did you guys have a feeling like you ever watch movies like this is this is what I very much dislike about Hollywood is that whole happy ending no matter how bleaker mm. situation might seem is that there's always a way out and knowing that the end is like definitely coming you, you know they're they're screwed there's nothing they can do 
but you still, even in the final moments of the movie, you still have that hope that they're going to do something mm. or they're going to go, I don't know, did you, did you guys experience that? Is that something you kind of felt? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think if it had for? been a Hollywood film, we probably would have got there. Yeah. But being an Australian film, no. No. We were never going Yeah, there. like if it was Hollywood, you would have had the rock staring into the ocean going, we will rebuild. <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly, something like that. And you yeah. know that with an Aussie film, they're going to be like, yeah, now nah, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, mate, she's like... There's Decent fireball though, especially coming, to, you know, having still come over the Indian Ocean. That was a yeah, as it's yeah. Well, that, I guess that show that shows the the energy or or whatever it is that's going on uh, mm. is that it's literally tearing its way through the ocean like it's nothing. I don't think you'd be able to see it because the steam would just be insane, wouldn't it? Like from uh, from like a mile away, the steam would. be I'm really curious to know what would actually happen. I mean, obviously, I don't know because my only real reference to I guess asteroids or comets hitting the Earth is let's you know what's one is Armageddon that, that one that hit Russia. Oh, there's that one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that that actually hit in Russia. Deep impact. Yeah, deep impact. So that was that was going to be my reference in deep impact. Great reference too. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna have any kind of borderline or, or sorry control, yeah, it should yeah. be deep impact. Well, see the mm. thing is okay. The, so the obviously comet the, doesn't or the asteroid doesn't hit in Armageddon. You know, no, parts of it do. I think there's small ones that hit. Oh. And it kind of like messes up New York a little bit. It's all oh. very shit. It's always New York. Yeah. Um, but no, no. In in Deep Impact, obviously they blow the the comet into two pieces, and the first piece hits. And what happens is it isn't really a fireball. It's more a the wave that yep. messes everything up, and it's the water. And that wave, like they say, it's a super. You know, it's a wave that's traveling at supersonic speed, and it, well, that's what kills everything. The theory of the dinosaurs is that it wasn't a fireball. It was just the dust that went into the atmosphere yeah. that yeah. blocked out the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So. So then they then there was which no was, the plants couldn't do anything and then which there was is no what food the second asteroid was going to do in Deep Impact. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. So. So I'm kind of like I'm I'm curious to know. I, I wish I'd done a little more research before the episode, like uh, about I guess what really happens when a comet hits the Earth. Like, yeah, like but a, do we a, really know? What do they call it? An an extinction extinction level event. Then, yeah. Um. Whether it would be yeah fireball that makes its way around the Earth and. And what makes Rose's dad such an expert? How does he know that bloody Earth's going to peel up like an orange? Mm. Uh. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that was just his way of, maybe just luckily he just got right. He was just yeah. lucky. Actually, I had a, I did have a theory, going back to what we were saying about the dad, whatever his name is, just dad, dad. losing the daughter Rose. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that bothered me is the fact that he, he went to Auntie Janice's place. Like, if you're a dad, right, Brad, let's By say... The way, Nice place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, Auntie Janice has done well there. She's done well. Sham doesn't so. mean anything, but whatever. <laughs> she must work in the mines too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, so so if you're going to, like Brad as a dad, Brad the dad. Um, as a dad. <laughs> as a dad. Yeah, tick that on the <laughs> bingo. <laughs> Al's not bingo. here, but that's all right. Have I told you about my vasectomy? <laughs> ah. <laughs> tick. Um, <laughs> If you, if one of your kids goes missing, right, and obviously you know you're hoping you <laughs> I only have one kid, kid, so yeah, sure. Let's pretend mm-hmm. you have two. Right. Oh wait, no, 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 because she's an only child. Okay, so your kid goes missing, right? Mm-hmm. Your child's a little older. Kid goes missing. Would you wait until the very end to, in the hope that you would see that child again? But he, he kind of like tops I, himself hours before. Yeah, I would have probably not given up. Yeah, that's yeah. It. trying to find where my kid was. And I did have a bit of a theory. because it wasn't just him. Like that was a mass suicide. That happened in that oh, garden. So, so it was like a, a whole. Would have turned up there, and everyone would have gone. Uh, where's Rose? Yeah. Oh, I just left her behind. She's yeah. gone. Kidnapped. 
Yeah. <laughs> couple of horrible people, you know. Oh, Fuck it, let's top so ourselves. Just, yeah, so I just left her. <laughs> That's it. Like, uh, So the, the, the theory I had for that, the reason that he was so willing to, I guess, not look for her and, and you know, so willing to off himself is that she's she talks about God and heaven and hell and blah, blah, blah. So I'm kind of thinking that the family's fairly religious. So he's like, he, I, I'm assuming that he's going to make the assumption. Well, she's wearing she's, a cross. Yeah, yeah, she's got a cross. And isn't, like, it a, isn't it a sin to take your own life? Yeah, I don't really know how that works. The other thing is, like, this mm. just goes back to how people deal with it differently. Like, you've got the people yeah. at the party, they're just like, woo, let's just go nuts until it's the end. Some people will just panic and go, I can't handle the yeah. weight. I just can't handle the weight. I don't care um, about anything else, and it just overrides everything. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like, oh, well, go on, go on. no, you're right. No, so <laughs> go, going off that, though, so obviously they're, they're checking out early, so they obviously... I'm going to assume that the reason that he doesn't spend all his time looking for Rose is that he's going to make the assumption that she's either already gone or he gets to see her very soon in heaven. And that's why he's so willing to like the, the sooner, kill himself. The sooner he gets to see her. Like the yeah, sooner. the sooner he kills himself, I guess, and you know goes through his, mm. his process, the sooner he gets to see his daughter again. So that's that's kind of how I justify that in my mind. I don't know if that is a, is a, a good justification mm. or not, but I kind of wanted to find some logic for why he wouldn't look for his daughter and why he's so eager to top himself. Like, as if you wouldn't wait. Like, if the dude had waited, he would have seen his daughter again. The thing... I know the, the odds are against it, but come on, I man. I don't know. Yeah, see, once again, it's it's hard to say what you do because... Because yeah. mm. Rose knew to go to Auntie's place. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were on their way there. Yeah, so, so he knew that she knew that as well. Hang on. Maybe they were murdered because they're all shot. And even oh. one one girl has her throat cut and I'm like, yeah. and, that's a fucking brutal I was suicide. just thinking about it. Why are all the fuel tanks open yeah. on the cars when they get there? So someone can ransack the fuel. I think, you're on the I think they've yeah. been murdered. Yeah. I think they've been murdered. Well done, Jules. Ah, Whoa. there you go. Yeah, you, is, no, I reckon you're on it because they would have been there waiting for it. Yeah, because why are all the why are all the fuel caps on the cars open and done? Because they're already there. Well. So yeah, oh, all right, yeah, and they've all been shot, and he's been shot in the chest. He's been shot in the chest. I, yeah, I think you're right, mate. Jeez. Wow. Okay. There you go. Uh, that all makes right, a lot more sense now. So we he go. went to Auntie, we got there Auntie Genesis to, to you mm-hmm. know, in the hope that he's... Mm-hmm. Actually, that's what bothered me. It, they were murdered because when they walk into the house, the table's all set. Mm-hmm. Nobody's eaten yet. And I always mm-hmm. found it weird. I was like, why would you set the table and then go out and kill yourself? Wouldn't you sit down, enjoy a meal, and then kill yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, leave yeah. the dirty dishes? Nobody's going to clean You've the dishes. solved the, the conundrum of the movie. All right. Jeez. <laughs> Good. God, how how messed up was that scene of James driving away? That was a powerful scene with him in the car and Rose oh. running after the car. Look, mm. I mean, this movie really is just one brutal scene after another, to be honest. Yeah. Like, even the fact that he, he leaves that, obviously the girl at the start, I can't remember what was her name. Whatever her name was. The other girl. His, his, his mistress. Um, you know, like... He leaves her. Zoe. Like, Zoe, that's the one. He's like, dude, that's brutal, man, to leave. And then, like... It's just brutal after brutal after brutal. Like there's just so much in a grim. brutal time. Yeah, and mm. but I really love it because in with with so much horrible shit going on, you do kind of feel good about this story about the fact that he does get to take this girl back to it. You know, like you, you're like, man, this guy's such a dropkick. Just die already. You know, like just you know, top yourself, do whatever you're doing, and then like all of a sudden there's this really nice story in the middle of all this chaos. And, you know, even even though we can't relate, 
you know, to what's going on in his house. Uh, the other thing really I've awesome. got to say, he's doing all right for a guy that's got a, you know, a head full of coke and basically downed a bottle of tequila. Yeah. He's still functioning pretty <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice yeah. that as well. He's, um, he's doing all right. Actually, another one that I noticed, obviously it's, this is 12 hours, but uh, the guy with the machete at the start uh, hits him in the head or, or during that chase scene, James hits his head and he's bleeding. By the end of the movie, that cut's healing up pretty well. You know, mm. I'm like, wow, that's a fast healing cut. So. I do love the sock on the arm though. Then yeah. he wears a pink sock in his arm for the whole movie. I thought that was cool. That that freaking <laughs> nail in the arm. You gotta like, got oh. use what you got, right? Mm-hmm. That's it, you know. So um I love his tattoo though. They, I don't know if you guys saw the, He's the got feather. A few. He's got the feather down the back of his mm. arm. He's got two kids on the inside of his oh, arm. I saw that oh. as well. Yeah, and I was looking at that and it's like, and we don't you don't hear about any of that. Yeah. And I don't know if it, I was thinking maybe it was him and his sister or something or Do you reckon uh, they're real real tattoos? Or could no, they, no. or could they have been Maybe like two of his nieces, and the other one hadn't been done yet. I don't know, but it was uh, the, yeah, it was the third interesting. niece was quite young. So. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot. Like we don't find out anything about James at all. Really, we no. find out that he's got a sister, and his sister's obviously got a very different life to him. They're living in a nice house, you know, blah blah blah, the, yeah. the standard life. Then we meet his mum, and his mum's this. I don't know. She's a, he's a bit oh, estranged man. from his family. Yeah, too. He did. Like well, his, I think so. Yeah, because she yeah. says, and maybe he's like lived a hard life because she says, uh, she says to him, "I've said goodbye to you many times." Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. So we don't know a lot about the backstory of James. Yeah, but the no. thing is, does, yeah. do we really need to? Well, no. and I think it's really wonderful that we just we pick up so much about him. You know, using the, I, this is another thing I love about this movie is nothing is really apart from the blunt explanation at the start that the comets hit earth mm-hmm. we don't really get there's no explanations here we have to we have to figure all this out for ourselves mm-hmm. and you really mm-hmm. pick up on who this guy is just through uh the subtlety of of how the story is written and, and look, really awesome. we we sort of they paint the picture that he was a complete nutter douchebag yeah he's oh, 100 percent. yeah in his normal life yeah but you know so many people's true colors shine through when they're put under a massive amount of pressure you really see what yeah. people really are made of and deep down inside james is a good guy that maybe yeah. got caught up in with the wrong people and and he's sort of been taught to just look after himself and mm-hmm. just be this selfish person but when it came down to the crunch he's a genuinely good guy mm. underneath everything and it, in he has this yeah this redemption sort of bit of meeting Rose. Without Rose, he he probably just would have gone to the party and, and done, done everything. Like it changed his whole perspective on the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is where why why I described it as a redemption story. Absolutely, you know? like yeah, yeah. He redeems, you know, whether you believe in a higher power or but not. But that's the thing. Does it really re- matter though? It doesn't matter. Like yeah. it's it doesn't matter. Redemption yeah, you know. to himself, I guess. You mm. know? Realistically, everything he did to, you know, to help Rose, does it really matter? No, it was, yeah. Yeah. well... Maybe yeah. in the afterlife or whatever, yeah. you know. I was, I was, his soul has been if it, if it helps make someone's end that little bit better, maybe you know it is uh, worth it. I'm hoping that's probably you know if that's what I would hope that I would be doing was trying to you know yeah, help like people if, at yeah. the end. I'm sure everyone's got to go, but if that that moment of going mm. is made easier, and I don't think he like again, I don't think it's something that he's. It's not until he's at the party that he really understands that, like this is not where he wants to be. He he. You know, he didn't choose to have this kid burden him. Like, you know, he mm. didn't choose to have this. And all of a sudden, it's not until the party that he realizes, you know what? Like, no, this is this is not something he really wants to do. He kind of feels like it's something he needs to do. Like, uh, it, it's obviously no one's holding a gun to his head, but you know, like he he feels like if he can he can help one person at the end, like then then 
That's it. He could have just stolen that van and left. He could have mm. just stolen that van and left. You know, like, yeah, but yeah. yeah anyway. Anyway. Um, I was going to say something. I've totally forgotten it. Oh, the... the I'll tell you one thing that would I reckon would weigh really heavy on your conscience was going back to the library scene with the cop. What? Do we know why that cop went to the library? To execute his family, basically. Yeah, but why the library? Maybe because it was just a maybe it's a familiar place for the kids. For the thinking kids, at, yeah. the, at the end of days, people aren't going to be in the library. Possibly, I think it's. I think yeah. it's. Uh, for me, I thought it was a place that yeah, they would have taken the kids there. They're reading their favorite books. It's a quiet place, you know. Like He's yeah, that's makes some very loud noises. Yeah, and I, and I think mm. you're right in saying that not a lot of people are ransacking the library. The, the thing <laughs> yeah. that really got me though is like Perth would be a city of what, let's say, a million people. Sure, I think it's more than at that, least, yeah. at least if not more. Yeah. I'd say a million. Where was everyone? I don't know. Have you ever been to Perth on a Saturday night, dude? At nine p.m., it's a ghost town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's okay. a freaking it's true, ghost yeah. town. Because <laughs> realistically, we see maybe what two hundred people. Even at the party, there's probably two hundred people at the party. We see hardly anyone before that. But maybe yeah. a, lot, a lot of people fled out of the city earlier to protect themselves from other people. I don't know. Yeah. Like a whole city worth of people gone. Yeah. It's very dead. Most people are probably... This is in the suburbs just, though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Are they all just it wasn't in the CBD. In, sitting in their uh, houses just doing yeah. nothing. Maybe, yeah. Being with their families. Well, that's what mum was so. doing. Like mum was <laughs> That's funny puzzles. that scene where he goes in the garage and there's all the stuff in there. Ice Jim's from down the road. He said he'd come get it afterwards. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, but so going back to that library scene, like you know, I think the thing that would really weigh on your mind a lot is the fact that the cop is like, you know, tell me you forgive me, and James is like, no, he's like, no, I don't want, I don't want to do that, and then he's like, you know, obviously the dude's intimidating, he's standing there with a gun, like, you know, this dude's in a desperate situation, he's like, no, tell me you forgive me, and just like, and I've, I forgive I've, you. The he's weird like, thing oh. I found about that is he's obviously not coping with this situation mm, at all, yeah. like, but his wife seems to be very. Does she know? <laughs> she seems a bit, yeah, because yeah. she's like, she's got the kids she's down like, on the ground. Gary, get him out of here, you know, like, yeah. but she doesn't have to do it, you know, like, she not. She she's seems probably, to be quite okay, and he's, yeah, I don't know, weird. Mm. Like, I think if I was in a situation where I had to execute my, I don't know, my nephew or my niece, for example, I'd be. I'd probably be in a pretty bad way, I reckon. Mm. Mm. I don't know. But, I mean, you know they're gone anyway. You just want to give them... Yeah, yeah but see the whole, the whole thing's weird. But, uh, yeah, and that's that, like, can the brain process that in such a short amount can. of time? I don't think he's Like, he's still like. physically murdering his kids regardless of yeah. whether they're dead already or not. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because yeah. they're going to die. Like, that's... Like, how does your brain get around that? And you really would want to wait, wouldn't you? Because, like, what's the movie... Is it The Mist? No, oh, I can't remember what it's called. There's a there's a movie where basically there's this creature in this mist. It's killing everyone, blah, blah, blah. It's probably and the mist if it's... They, they execute themselves. They're, they're like, fuck, all hope is gone. There's like, there's like, I think there's six of them in a car and there's five bullets to a gun and five of them kill themselves and the last guy is sitting there alone waiting for these creatures to come and kill him and then the army rocks up and they're like, we've defeated the creature. Oh. Like like a minute after, you just wrecked that entire film. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't think it's the mist. It's not the mist. It's it's, something it sounds else. like a Stephen King film. And it's and it's like and that's the thing is like why you what you were saying earlier to me about Wouldn't maybe you, just, you would want to hang yeah, about. I, I would just to be sure. I mean, was it you that said it, Brad? Like, I'd, I can't I'd remember. Hang yeah, just in case. I mean, look, case. you can have a you could have a gun nearby. So if it's if you see it coming towards you, like okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, but you this know. is Australia. We don't just have guns lying around. What? I'd hey, Mohawk, Mohawk, you just had guns bloody in every 
pocket that this, he wasn't. This is why I go to my brother's. He has all kinds of weapons. <laughs> he's like he's got rifles and shotguns. And he's a psycho, <laughs> <laughs> and he helps people for a living. And he's a paramedic for a living. Uh, well, yeah. takes all kinds. Well, it's, you know, you create it's like injury, most, you fix most the people that join the fire brigade life. are actual like proper you know yeah. pyromaniacs. Yeah, they, okay. They're actually there for the, the thrill of the fire. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, I tell you, we are kicking on a bit. Good stuff. Good film. Yeah, I'm, I, you know what, Brad? I'm 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 glad that you say that. I was a bit worried that you'd be. Uh... I, I was saying, as I said earlier, I was a bit worried when it got to the point where he's like killed those two dudes with the hammer, and I'm like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, go. it's just yeah. gonna be some cheesy action. Yeah, film. and even leading up to that, but from that point onwards, it was mm. a different film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I said that because Frenchie was hanging around sort of last night. It was pretty late when I started watching this, and she had to get up early and do it running her stupid distances that she did up in the hills this morning. She, she watched it until that point. She's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm done. <laughs> and I, really? said her, I said to her this morning, it's like, it actually took a massive turning point just after that bit where you left. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> it actually turned in because I was the same as her. I'm like, oh God, really? Yeah, and then, right. no, it was good. I enjoyed it. Oh, awesome. Like it's, it's just, uh. <laughs> well, right, now Timmy, mm. you, in Al's absence, he has sent through some correspondence. Yeah, yeah. Um, Through the circuits of time to give you a bit of an insight onto what he thought of it. Well, do you want to wait for ratings for that? Well, look, I mean, do we have too much more to nah, cover? Well, hang on. we still got to do Al's favourite segment. Oh, of course. God, when he's not here, I tell you. <laughs> it's all, it all goes off the rails, mate. And look, I yeah, I did act, I did start reading Al's and then I thought, oh, I'll, I'll read it out. But I did notice there's a BTEU bit at the bottom. Ah. So right, I'll read, he's got a BTU thing. So right. without further ado, we might as well get on to every film has a shared universe. <laughs> Gold <laughs> every time. Gold. Oh. I love that you I, do that live. I every love doing episode. it. Considering <laughs> how much other stuff we have on the computer, I love yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh. um, and I think Owl hits on the head with this. Um, he just says, "This is what happens." When the planets don't align and anomalous wins. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Irrefutable. Irrefutable. <laughs> oh, so man. let's just wrap that segment up. Yep. Man. And uh, we might as well move on to to ratings, I think. Yeah, and, I, got, and I got absolutely nothing for the shared universe. Well, mm. absolutely nothing. Well, you don't need anything else because we found it. So. Yeah, anomalous one. And, and as per usual, I completely forget about that until the yeah. bit where you go, oh, it's time for else. Oh, shit. Yeah, that bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Jules, this is your film. Yeah, I think you should kick us off, and then I'll read Al's out. Yeah, wow, what a what a brutal movie to compare against Bill and Ted's. You know, like how do you rate the two against each other? Well, they're in the same universe, so <laughs> yeah, you know, irrefutable, I mean? mate, irrefutable. <laughs> so, <laughs> with our yeah, that gives system. you a baseline at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, um, I love this movie I think it's pretty evident these days that I don't like standard Hollywood films I quite like films that are pretty I guess yeah I like dread films I've only just gotten onto this idea of dread uh, in the same way that like I love Sicario as a film you know like it's a horrible movie but um, compared to Bill and Ted's I honestly reckon I'd give this 120% really yeah up there it's real high I love this movie how many times have you seen it Jeez. Do you know? Like a few? At, at least 10 times. Yeah, well, well he does own it on Blu-ray. So. He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a start. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you have yeah. a lot of Blu-rays though. But yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, The other thing is, yeah. it was really good to actually watch it on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah? Once I, because my DVD player Blu-ray thing, the last movie that was watched in it was when we watched Bill and Ted's as a reset. It was the last time I used it. Yeah. So it is, this is a bit temperamental. So once I finally got it to actually accept the disc, yeah. and sat there and, and watched it, and I'm like... 
It's really good quality. Oh yeah, it's really, actually really crisp good. in it. It's it is just nice. Did you guys did you guys watch this on a decent sound system? No. Mm. The the reason the reason I say that is because there's a part where he talks about do you hear that rumble in the air? No, I could hear the rumble off you my could hear te- the, rumble. the one in my telly, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the rumble started earlier though. It did. It started when I was still yeah. at the house. But um my my system, because I've my subwoofer's fairly decent, and you just get this like like I know, and I noticed boots. it was continuous as well. It's yeah. really low. And the rumble stays oh. through the credits too. There's no music in the credits, which oh, is cool. How brutal the credits. Like yeah, it was yeah, just, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was just white. And it was white screen for a while. As well. Yeah, yeah. The other funny thing I thought was those sparks kind of been that hot consuming. They were just staring into the sparks <laughs> yeah. going at them yeah, and not blinking I, it at all. It was a bit... Mm. Yeah, yeah anyway. no, I did think that. I'm like, that would that would hurt. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, Timmy. I'll read ours last, oh, so we'll go through ours. Right. I'll go. Um... Look, I, I I really like it. Um, you know, this and the Rover, I think, are two great. Yes, kind the of. The Rover. Rover's a lot different. The Rover. You yeah. should watch this and then the Rover immediately it's after. Guy Pierce, and you'll probably want to kill yourself. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, <laughs> it's just as bleak. Um, okay. but yeah, I think that they're real. That that real grit. I I do really like it, and I and I think what you said at the start, Brad, about it's it's a right time. Uh, it's a right duration for this type of film. Didn't like, need to be any longer. No, nah, because there's an easy. You could so easily drag this out a bit too long and for have it to be just. Oh, and it would have wrecked the film. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, I love Bill and Ted. So I'd probably give this maybe about a sixty-five. But nice. I, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm definitely a fan. So, yeah. yeah, cool. I'm gonna be a little bit higher than that, but I like. There's a lot of things I like about Australian <laughs> films. They still Do just it. don't have that bit that. There's not the cleanness of a Hollywood film, but sometimes that's really good. And I think yeah. it worked well in this that it was a bit sort of, there was a lot of shaky cam that was a little bit annoying, but yeah. it gave you that grittiness of the film. And it's just blunt as there's no sugarcoating anything in this film. It's just, mm. it's like a sledgehammer to the face. Yeah. Um, which is what wrong. it was meant to be. And I think if Hollywood had a got it, they would have nicened it up and, you know, all those sort of things. And it, you wouldn't have got that feeling of that dread, yeah. as you were yeah, saying. Yeah, dread. That's it. Um, so my rating a bit higher than you, Tim, I'm going to say 85. Yeah, I, cool. I, yeah, nice. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, it was a good watching the end as I said after though I went and was sitting and going oh fuck here we go and yeah. then it, and it took her right. I thought it, it was it was done quite well you know I'm, I'm not enjoying so much this whole getting movies that you guys like I thought this was gonna stop I'm you guys still, a little bit I was like, thinking about it after I watched it I went what was the other movie that yeah, he was gonna choose I know. Oh, I was like, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward you to that one you won't <laughs> like it I can guarantee that but anyway uh, what, so what is L what is L thrown in the okay bits? so I haven't read I haven't read this yet but Alice said um, the bleakest film <laughs> I've bleak, seen bleak is a good word. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, the bleakest film I've seen since you do not mess with the Zohar. <laughs> oh, no. But great that we're covering more Aussie genre in a miserable road trip buddy movie that goes from murder kids to about to be murdered kids to drug rules early two thousands rave. <laughs> the scene as he drives away from Rose has me in genuine tears. Wow. While the M was a little trope tropey for me. Um, you had to end it somehow. Maybe he just arrives and smiles at the st- as the storm comes through. Seventy five percent, a solid low budget film that I may revisit, but it took me longer to recover from than the Joker. Yeah, right. Well, I still haven't seen the Joker. I want, I'm, yeah, yeah, right. I'm, yeah I'm, so I'll get into that later. Just so you know, they made this movie for two point five million. Yeah, I was going to say it looked low budget, but it was money spent well. It was yeah, money it was. spent. They, really they had well. they said we haven't got much, so we're going to have to spend it on all the good bits. It was literally just on cars and road closures, really, wouldn't it? Because just mm, get everyone out of the way. And, uh, I think the computer, it was a fair bit of CGI. Graphics. It was yeah, fair bit of CGI. Yeah, true. The budget, most of the budget would have been the. End I reckon there. there was a lot of um, 
long exposure shots as well, where they just shot a lot of stuff early in the morning or late at night and just long exposure it to get yeah. to get the right lighting in it. Yeah, like what they did with um, was it twenty eight days later that scene where he walks across the bridge in London. Oh yeah, yeah they yeah. had to use special filters in that, so it was almost pitch black when they shot that scene because yeah. it's the only time they could get the bridge to, to have nobody. On <laughs> and they made yeah. it look like early morning. It was it was like really really early in the morning. I, I think Perth is not too hard to shift people away in Perth. Maybe. You know, get a, get an empty street. It's been a long <laughs> long time since I've been there. So. Yeah, but yeah. it's a no, beautiful was, city. I love Perth. Um, yeah. Uh, right, so that's uh, good stuff. No, it was it was it was a good watch. Damn it, I was kind of hoping to rock the boat a little bit more, no, <laughs> but no, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. So. Uh, one thing I was going to say is that they seem to get the like the the end of day sort of bit and the 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 bad humanity section seemed to be much better for me than what it was in like you know Mother when all the people turn up. Oh, yeah. And it's like that. That oh, was that just was really movie. shit. Oh, and this man. this was better than that. Like it got that uselessness and hopelessness down to it of, and the, just the crud of humanity yeah. was much better explained in this than it was in Mother. Hopelessness. That's a good way of describing yeah. it. So. Well, uh, what? Oh, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I might cover where you can find us because I never do it. Yeah, so. good boy. You can find <laughs> us on Facebook at San Dimas uh, School of Film. <laughs> almost forgot our own name there. Uh, you can find us, uh, you can shoot us an email at sandemasfilm at gmail.com. We are definitely on Twitter. Twitter is going off at SDFS Pod. Uh, where else? I think that's it. Email? Shoot us. Uh, yeah, I got the email. Definitely shoot us an, if you've got any movie recommendations uh, or or you know suggestions. Shoot through uh, a movie suggestion along with a score uh, using the Bill and Ted's um, rating system. Oh, that sort of score, not as in like a. A score, so don't send no, us a soundtrack. Don't send us a soundtrack. <laughs> Give us a, uh, you know, if Bill and Ted's is 100%, which is how we rate our movies, Bill and Ted's 100%, how do you rate your movie against Bill and Ted's? Uh, send through a suggestion and uh, and we'll cover it when we can uh, to either, yeah, Facebooks uh, or email. Yeah. Very good. In saying that, what is our next movie? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, we, we, it's a little bit different. It's kind of a... Um it's a listener request, but it's also okay, another. So po- it's also another podcast request. Whoa, oh. podcasts alive. Competition. So, <laughs> so Ryan from the podcast Spit and Polish. Mm. Um, so oh, yeah. he does a he does a podcast with his mate um, Bartek, and they 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 do they do really Ooh, bad man. films. They do like they do. It's Al and I have, have been on a been on an episode. We did Johnny Mnemonic with them. Oh um, yeah. But they end up doing um, full. Um, commentaries and stuff. So, um, oh, she's putting the real hard slog in. So, Ryan's Ryan's got in touch with us, and he's he has suggested 1988's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, yeah. Um, and just as a little bonus, both him and Bartek are going to come on and guest nice. with us. So next episode they'll they'll be in. We'll have a bloody chockers booth. Where are we going to put them? <laughs> I mean, look, oh, we we'll we manage. This is the same number as Blade Runner, and we had to be in the lounge room. <laughs> okay, of oh, Jules, so. maybe a different yeah. location for the next episode. Uh, that's alright. I'll just get nice and steam in here because oh, yeah. yeah. smell more of dude. So, <laughs> so awesome. yeah, so next next uh, episode, do your own scoundrels. Be excellent to your ears and potty on dudes. And that's a wrap. <laughs>